0: Hello, Captain Kirk. Oh, wait, no, it's the rabbi.
1: That's, you know, I always wanted to be a chaplain on the Enterprise. That was one of my life's ambitions, but I don't think it's going to happen.
0: Can you do the Vulcan salute, live long and prosper? There you go.
1: So I'm well qualified to serve as a chaplain on the Enterprise, to go where no chaplain has gone before. In fact, you know what, Joe, maybe that could be one of our mottos on these shows, to go where no chaplain has gone before.
0: Well, we do cover a lot of ground. For example, uh, uh, I look at and I've known a number of people who've been involved in events going into space. I remember being touched by... Apollo 1 and the, and the disaster with Gus Grissom. And I, I had friends who died on 9-11. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I, th- for no rational reason, I still become very upset around the 1st of September, through mm-hmm. the middle of September, dealing with that the events of that day. And it's not like I was anywhere near anything, mm-hmm. but. I still worry about it and wonder why those people, who are very good people, uh, uh, were killed and I, through no virtue or action of my own, are still here.
1: You're, You're asking a question that has been around since the beginning of time. And I'm sure that the earliest humanoids, even though they didn't record it, Ask that same question while on a hunt. I survived, but my friend, my other partner, was trampled. Or why someone ate mushrooms and died, and I ate mushrooms and didn't. You know, I I think we're as human beings. That's part of our dilemma: is this question, this wondering, why me or why not me? So. You, you asked the, the question, which way did you want to start with? Why did, the, why did those things happen to those people? Why them, right? They were good people. Somebody was, they were going to work in a building. They had maybe went to religious services before, maybe after they go. They went to Little League games. And the book that comes to mind is The Bridge of San Luis Rey. And it was written by a Jesuit priest. And I don't know if the story has any veracity in terms of the, the bridge or the place. The question, he the bridge collapses and some people died who are crossing it. And he asked the question, why them? And so he began to look into their lives to see if he could tease out or something would jump out as to why at that moment. And chances are, good listener, you may have read the book. It was required reading 100 years ago when I was in school. I assume we can still get a copy of it. But needless to say, you don't have to read the book because haven't we all picked up the, well, we don't pick up a newspaper. Haven't we all read the news on our iPads? Or haven't we watched a TV show? We see an event and we say to ourselves or turn to someone else and say, why them? Why did it happen? So we don't have to pick up a book that explored their lives. So let's start. The question is very human. There's nothing irrational, illogical about asking the question. So to be fair, we all ask the question, okay? And so let's talk for a few minutes about what's going on here. As I've mentioned before, as human beings, we like to connect the dots. In fact, if you look at the sky behind me, you may be seeing patterns. You may be seeing a picture of an animal. You may be connecting the dots in some way, and then an object appears. A house, a bear, a soup ladle, a potato latke, a knish, doesn't matter you may be connecting the dots. And we you do point out the winning lottery numbers. Actually, I'd like- the winning lottery number is in the sky behind me. It's up to you to connect the dots. So you come up with the numbers. So that's, that, that's where we're going to start, Joe. It's human to connect the dots. And when we see events, that's exactly what we're doing. We would like a cause and effect. We would like to have a reason. One is I might be able to protect myself. If everyone that ate a particular kind of mushroom died, I now know not to eat that mushroom. So I have some information that will keep me alive. If I can find out why that person died on the bridge, then I won't do what they did, and nothing will happen to me. Sort of like a suit of armor. So we connect the dots to protect ourselves. Hopefully with knowledge that I can avert some catastrophe or danger. Okay? Nothing is permanent. We're all going to die. That's not anything sad or morose. That's reality whether you are a human being, or a squirrel, or a favorite pet, you're going to die. We don't like that. And so we wanna delay it as long as possible. And so we're going to look to see why something happened to someone. And then again, I might be able to delay my time of death. The whole goal Human beings do not like the fact that there are no reasons. We don't like that, that's very unnerving. If I drop my coffee mug, gravity will pull it to the floor. Okay, it'll hit the floor. There's a reason for it happening. We wouldn't like a universe or place where there weren't any physical laws. So we want to make the rest of the world have some kind of physical law. We want things connected. And then we can feel more comfortable that, oh, the brakes failed. Oh, the person had a heart attack. That's why the accident. Oh, okay, it's sad. We don't like saying it's arbitrary. Anything can happen to any of us. And that's why we spend so much time on science research with certain diseases, to see if we can predict or head them off. And that's helpful in in illness. It's helpful that we wanna find a reason because we are finding cures, if not a cure, a delay for cancers. We're now putting a lot of time into Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's we're putting research into. So it's really helpful when we turn this energy into the physical world, but in the world that we live in, things happen. And someone came up with that bumper sticker, but we really don't believe it. We'll refer to it and say blank happens, but we don't believe it. We don't wanna believe it. However, it is true. There's an arbitrariness to life. And that's what he discovered with the book. There's an arbitrariness. The people on the bridge died The people who didn't get on it, didn't. And there was no reason in terms of their moral life, in terms of their physical lives. there was no reason. And that really is something we have to embrace, that we live in a world where things can happen to all of us. And we're wasting a lot of time and energy trying to figure out why them, why did it happen to them? They must have. Oh, they didn't. And then there are, we have opportunistic clergy, opportunistic politicians who use our fear of arbitrariness to get us to hate, dislike, and turn on each other. Well, those people died because they didn't go to this religious service. Oh, those people died because they didn't believe in what I'm teaching you. If you believe in what I'm teaching you, you'll live forever. If you believe in what I'm teaching you, that won't happen to you. It's opportunistic. Because as we look out the window at the universe, we find that events happen to us. And that's difficult. However, it's easier to accept it than it is to constantly find reasons as to why. If I hadn't stopped and picked up a cup of coffee, I would have been in that building, the Twin Tower. What drove me to get a cup of coffee? And I read extensively on a couple of people that said that, and they were torturing themselves, trying to figure out why they picked up their cleaning or why they picked up their coffee. The reason is there's no reason. They just decided to pick up their coffee. And the event happened. And then you can move on with your life rather than spending all your time trying to figure out why them why it happened to them. But does that jive with
0: the, the religious view of life? Does God not interfere at all in our events, our daily events? There are no angels, as they have in the movies, sticking out their arm to keep us from crossing the street at the wrong
1: time? Where were the angels during the Holocaust? Six million Jews were marched off because they were Jewish. The gypsy population. 15, 30 million Russian citizens were killed. Where were the angels? Come on, it doesn't jive with the world. It's what we would like to believe, like to happen. If we pull back, we see that we live in a world that God created with physical laws, with rules. He created them and he gave us free will. Therefore, he has decided I've created a system and I created vaccines so you don't have to die of COVID. The fact that you choose not to take them is your free will. You can choose not to. And the fact that you choose to take them isn't because an angel is doing it. I'm creating, everything is there for us. God really created a garden of Eden. Who poisoned the water on our planet? We did. Who makes the foods unedible? We do. Why are people starving? There's plenty of food. God created this whole system of balance and it, it, it has to stay balanced. And we make a mistake of let's wipe out this bug or insect. Well, it turns out that in order for certain birds and bees to survive, they need to eat this insect. We get rid of the insect. We don't have pollination. We're going to starve to death. So God created this beautiful system for us. And we're part of a system. And it operates beautifully until we use our free will to interfere. And when we interfere with the process, we hurt each other. And... Within that same system, things can happen to us.
0: Just so to make- what we have to do is connect the dots and find our place in the universe and fit ourselves into a spot that doesn't create disharmony but finds the harmony
1: in all of God's creation. That's it. And that's what true religion would teach. And again, I have some opportunist clergy who can see this as a chance to present an alternate view if you follow there. And usually what they're telling is harmful to somebody. Even though I may want to believe it to think I'm better, when you step back, if I do that, someone else gets hurt. Plus, that pastor makes millions of dollars. You know, Joe, I'm always suspicious of my pastor, clergy colleagues who own more than one Lear jet. One jet should be sufficient. Why do one- you need
0: I agree. One jet per pastor. Thank you. Somebody write that down. Please. Well, one thing that isn't in excess is the amount of time and wisdom you you share with us, Rabbi. Thank you very much for your insights and your perspective
1: on the universe. And I I welcome questions from our listeners and another talk with you, Joe. Have a good evening.